the Low Post Hoop Collective post-game crossover podcast episode from the floor of the TD Garden, where the Golden State Warriors have won their fourth NBA championship in seven, eight years, eight, eight years. Stephen Curry finally wins the overblown and yet much sought after finals MVP, a 34-7-7 masterpiece that was a little old school and how it felt toward the end. We could talk about that later. And the tears of joy as the seconds ticked away. We have not seen that kind of emotion from Steph ever. It showed what it meant to him to climb the mountain after 2019 when Durant left. Clay suffered injury number one. Then Clay suffered injury number two. Then Steph broke his hand. Then all the young guys got drafted and they didn't really play in the finals. And Brian Windhorst of the Hoop Collective and many other things, on April 4th, I think, maybe April 2nd, 2021, that's like not long ago, it's 14 months ago, the Warriors lost to the Raptors in Tampa, Florida by 53 points. And 14 months later, they are NBA champions. Obviously, some guys didn't play in that loss, well, whatever. I mean, it just, that wasn't that, th- these Warriors. But that, yeah. but that day, it wasn't these Warriors. Curry didn't play. Draymond didn't play, et cetera, et cetera. It just, this feels like a light years, let's say, away <laughs> from that. And for that to have been 14 months ago and us to be sitting here today watching Steve Kerr do an interview right over there, it just, it's, it's a remarkable story. Well, I don't want to take away from the three titles they previously won but the level of difficulty to win those versus the level of difficulty to win this one they're not really the same and this team wasn't as aesthetically pleasing this team wasn't as potent um Steph was as good as ever masterpiece um but this this one it's going to stick a little bit higher out and I know that there's there's some layers of scar tissue there because there's a there's an effort to somehow set the Durant titles apart. I have long pushed back on that because I long believe that they don't win in 2017 without Durant. They they win in 2018 after Kyrie asked to be traded. I don't think they win in 2017, and if they do, it's an absolute dogfight. Um, but whatever, I you can tell how much it mattered to them and. Uh, Steve Kerr put Andre Guadalla on for the last minute of the I game. I love that. Yeah. I absolutely love that. I'm I'm guessing, just guessing, Andre Guadalla's retiring. That would be my prediction. Yeah, why wouldn't he? And I love that they put him out. Obviously, this didn't end the way he wanted, but he is such a part of their fabric and their soul yeah. to see him out there again. And then they really celebrated. They savored. Celebra- they celebrated, but they savored. They stayed out on the stage for a really long time they were not in a hurry to get to the champagne and Steph and Draymond and Clay and Andre uh, spent a lot of time together and you know a couple days ago uh, Draymond was saying he used to not like pictures he used to be was so tedious to take all these pictures now he wants to take all the pictures because he's got three kids and he wants to remember it and he wants to savor it and um I don't know. You probably shouldn't compare titles, but um, those th- those four guys, they you could just tell there's their this one's thicker. If that makes sense. The first thing Joe Lacob said was this something to the effect of Yeah, this one means more than you, the you, others. You probably shouldn't though. Well, uh, uh, Joe Lacob is long <laughs> dispensed with 
being concerned about saying anything that he shouldn't say. That's true. Um, Listen, when you're a champ and a billionaire or whatever he is, I guess you can say whatever you want. Draymond showed up with a near triple-double tonight. Offensive rebounds leading to kick-out threes, the same defense as usual. Yeah, let me just say that the way this series ended up playing out, the game four was the seminal game. It's the, you know, I didn't, we didn't understand it then. I'm not sure what the Warriors people would say, and I'm sure the players maybe didn't feel this way, but after game one and after game three, I'm not sure they thought they were going to win the series. You know, they knew they were in it, but I'm not sure they thought they were going to win. And even Steve tonight in some of his interviews has said, you know, he wasn't sure they were going to be able to pull this off. Not necessarily just this series, but this season. Steph giving him that game four, it just flipped It flipped everything. It not only did it tie the series and give them 43 points. That to me is, is the, that's the series, really. That's the game. I thought tonight was, I mean, I haven't even looked, 12 of 21, 6 of 11 from, from three. And it and it was it felt old school in that he finally broke their defense. They yeah. finally decided, all right, we're just going to switch everything. There was they also doubled some. And there he was an old it. school Otto Porter three out of a trap that was like straight from 2015. Yeah. And then they're like, we're switching everything. And stuff was like, cool, Al Horford. Here's some moves. I'm going to get by you. His two point shooting the whole series was just tremendous. And this is you see how he moved the his pace. Everything was slow for him. Everything totally under slow. control. And by the way, I don't mean to interrupt you again. I'm sorry. Interrupt, dude. It, this is he, we're he getting punchy a, now. It's twelve. He, it's like one a.m. He hit a thirty-five footer, and the rim and the net didn't move. I mean, uh, I believe he had back-to-back threes off what Jeff Van Gundy refers to as shooting turnovers by Marcus Smart. Oh my God! Who took horrible shots, uh, dispensing with what would have been good matchups to chase bad matchups and missing horrible. You just can't do that. But hold on, Steph Steph Curry. He's 34 years old, I think. Yeah. He's got. He's not slowing down. He just no. won Finals MVP. No, I Even mean so, their window is pretty pretty open. This is. The crowning moment of his career. Yeah. And it, his teammates celebrated it as and, such. And I've already said before, with decent health in five years or four years, and not, I'm not talking like 82 games played, I'm talking like 55, 60, he's going to be in the 25,000 point, 6,000 assist club, which I think has six members. Well, and if, I think if, I said if, before. If you're looking to count members of a short club, he's in all of them now. Well, he's in all of them now. Two-time MVP, regular season, one-time finals MVP, four-time champion. Kendrick Perkins made waves like a month ago when he said, I might put him – I don't I don't want to misquote Kendrick. It was something to the effect of it's either him or Magic Johnson for the best point guard ever. I might put him above Magic Johnson for the best point guard ever. Everyone thought that was crazy. I think best point guard ever is coming down to Magic and Steph, and Steph's not done, and Steph yeah. just keeps going. And this was just uh, – tonight was a beautiful old-school Steph Curry game. I don't know where he's going to rank all the time. I haven't sat down and done the thing. Who am I taking out of the like top it. ten? I don't feel like talking about it. He's Sorry. he's knocking on the door of top ten, and I think his career will age so, so well. But this was just – it was a beautiful game and a beautiful moment for yeah. him. And really what happened was the last couple of games, Boston like kind of let go of the rope. Jason Tatum – it's going to it's going to be one, it could be I don't know I can't see the future but it could be one of those moments for Tatum where he's like man I I got to work on my game a little bit 
because his he just didn't have it mentally um, at the end. I'm sure he was exhausted. I saw the a second spectrum stat that he had run ten more miles than Steph Curry. I don't know uh, how many minutes did he play tonight. He's going to end up with like the fifteenth or so most minutes played yeah, he, in, in a playoff. He, he hit four eighty. And or, I mean, uh, 980 for the and, postseason. And I believe he was top five regular season minutes played yeah. or something close to Plus, he to played it. in the Olympics. And he played in the yeah. Olympics. And, the, you know, and you know, shorter than that, they just – and, you know, Jimmy Butler took it. But, you know, last series won a game extra. And all that stuff matters in it's, the end. It's a big reason I picked Warriors in seven. And Obviously, it ended up Warriors in six. And, and Wiggins was great and really good defensively. Oh, Mitchell Wiggins – Mitchell Wiggins came up to me about an hour ago as we were coming onto the floor saying, you're going you're to start writing nicer things about my, my boy now? And I said, hey, man, I, I wrote it, I've written nice things. I thought they won the trade right from the beginning. Another, I, I ran into um, Clay Thompson's agent and business manager, and they're, like, overwhelmed with emotion for yeah. Clay. And one of them told me, I was just literally, this is 20 minutes ago, I was just thinking back to a really, really bad day in Santa Cruz earlier this season. And I said, what, what was the day? I said, Clay was rehabbing in Santa Cruz. Yeah. And he, he like went there and like did some scrimmaging and stuff. Yeah. And he was, he was rehabbing in Santa Cruz. And it was the day after Steph had broken the three-point record. And he was so despondent about not having been there right. to see Steph break the record that – they could tell he was just having a horrible day. He was off. And he broke the record in New York, right? Somewhere in the East Coast. Yeah. I think it was New York. That, at, at, that Clay walked, like, left a scrimmage to go sit on the bench and put his head in his hands because he was just so, I don't want to say distraught. He was just almost disoriented from all of this is going on and I'm still here in Santa Cruz. And Clay's agent and business manager were sitting there. Remember we were with him in Santa Cruz that really, really horrible day. And here they are now. He didn't shoot it well tonight. I thought he's he was played pretty good the last couple played, games. I thought he played a good floor game each of the last two games. I mean, talk about a story. Talk the last time we saw that dude, he was about to put up like forty on Toronto and maybe get that series to game seven. Then nine hundred and fifty days went by and he dunked in his first game. That was crazy. And now he's back that, moving well, shooting okay. That, that like, dunk was kinda the epitome of this season, right? They they just sort of they were back. They were back, and they dunked. Um, um, I I said before the season I thought they could make the finals. I didn't expect necessarily from them to win the championship. Well, then they went eighteen and two, and that you know. Huh? Then they went eighteen and two to start the to season. start the season. Well, yeah. I, I I was in L.A. for the opening game of the season, which was Lakers Warriors, and of course all the attention then was Russ, LeBron, AD. Yeah. How is it going to work? And I went out to drinks the night before the game with some Warriors coaches who shall not be named. And I said to them, guys, the 15-5 and five stretch to finish your season last year, would you guys, like, dispense with Oubre, Wiseman, and just started playing Warriors guys and look like the Warriors again? It's like, that meant something to me. It, 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 it made me feel like you guys have it this year. How do you feel about it? And to a man, they all looked at each other and they were like, we, we we like the vibe of what we have going on yeah. here, and it's just a, it's a it's a crazy story, man. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't. I wondered if they had enough offense against Boston's defense, 
but that was a flaw because they're, they actually still didn't play great offense tonight. They only they still only had 103 points. And I know that it's efficiency better than the total. I understand that, but they've essentially scored the same amount of points every game. What what the difference was is that they wrestled Boston to the ground on defense. Um, they had the better defense, and the Celtics had some of the best defense in these playoffs I'd ever seen. And I, I mean, I don't know if anybody would have said that the that the Warriors would have completely outclassed them on that end. And it wasn't like the Celtics played poorly, but Golden State was so much better, and they also had such a confidence that they could bother them. Like, Boston was something like five, I don't know, in the garbage time there may have been, it might have gone off, but I know at one point late, Stats and Info told us that Boston was five of 37 on dribble drives. They drove 37 That's t- a real sad year. They that, made that's, it at that's five of 37 when they drove into a shot. And, st- and like, I think the Warriors were like, okay, we're, we're going to play a defense where we're going to let you dribble and then we're going to just take the ball from you or, or stuff you. Over and over and over, those guys would dribble in there and would not be able to find anything. And, I mean, at one point I was just like, man, Boston is completely flummoxed, discombobulated. And, like, I mean, Tatum, like, he let go of the rope. I don't know. Maybe he was just exhausted. Like, Al Horford was still playing. the, The only guy that got better as the series went on for the Celtics was Robert Williams. I, I think I think Jalen Brown too, and finished off strong today. He had it up and down. I think four and five, but I thought through this series, if he wasn't their best player, which he might, I think now it might be he was their best player after tonight. I would agree. He was their steadiest player. Yeah, but that's not saying much. He wasn't very steady. Um, the collapse of Derek White and Grant Williams their in whole, these last three their, or four their bench, games. Their bench withered to nothing. Was a huge, huge part of why this yeah. happened. The their way bench happened. withered. Um, um, well, I mean, but, you're crediting Jalen Brown. I mean, he basically played roughly the same. He was the only reason this game was, like, moderately semi-fake I, close I, in the fourth I think quarter. the only reason was Robert Williams. Robert Williams, the, at one point the Warriors were, like, one of 14 when he was, he was, a, when he was a primary and he defender. Earned a lot, he earned everyone's respect for his toughness, playing through pain, playing through the knee stuff that everyone knows about now. Um, I'm glad you mentioned the defense because another way in which this was an old-school Warriors win, throughout all the Splash Brothers stuff, throughout all the revolutionizing basketball, which they did, throughout the death lineup, the pool party lineup, which had a little reemergence, it, 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 it cracked the surface after drowning earlier in the series. By the way, the, the banked-in three from Jordan Poole, which sort of was the death knell of the Celtics hot start, that was a big basket in this particular game. Jordan Poole's got a knack for baskets that just make you just make you feel bad. If you're just <laughs> make you feel bad. Yeah. But for all yeah, that stuff, the series. fireworks, this team has been an elite defensive team for their entire run at the top of the league. Obviously, that's built around Draymond, but it's not just Draymond. Part of the reason Steph Curry was considered the weak link of their defense was because when LeBron was picking on him all those years, who else are you going to pick on? Everyone else is amazing. They have def- yeah. amazing defenders up and down the roster. They were they are they are 
the smartest defensive team in the league in how they help and rotate. They confused Boston. Boston didn't know when the help was coming, where it was coming from, oh, what passes were available, what passes weren't. <laughs> and that's been the bedrock as much as anything else. In credit Mark Jackson, too. It was a Mark Jackson point of emphasis. It's been the bedrock of what they have stood for since they got good. And also... Mike Brown. Mike Brown, who's going to do a good job in Sacramento. I think he's the right kind of coach for that team. But also the first big move that this ownership group made, the one that got them booed off the court during yeah. some kind of ceremony, was Monte Ellis for Andrew Bogut. And that was a statement. Was somebody's retire jersey retirement. Whose jersey was getting retired? I, Chris Mullen, maybe? Chris Mullen was on the court trying to get the crowd to stop right, booing right. Joe Lacob. But that trade symbolized... We've had these kind of fun, high-scoring teams, small guards. Like, we're not about that anymore. we got to well, play defense. And, look, the draft is in a week, less than that, or a week, whatever. And the number one and number two defensive teams just played in the finals. Yep. So think about that when you make your drafting. But, yeah, I mean, they prioritized defense. They did get a, a little bit away from the ultra-elite level at the end of that last run. They were sort of floating towards the middle of the pack. They rededicated some. This is the best defense they've had by ranking this season. They were in the top five. I don't think they were ranked two. I went back and looked. Um, they were number two this year. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know. I think they were like maybe three or maybe five. I don't in think prior seasons? Yes. I think this was their highest ranking they've ever had. And it showed. And, I, like, I actually felt, I said it many times, people will remember who listened. I thought that the Celtics were the better team. And clearly, every minute the every really every minute after Game Four, that was a ridiculous reality. That just wasn't true. Yeah, you know, it's like, well, the Celtics are are. You would hear this like the Celtics are the better team if they could just stop turning the ball over. Well, turning the ball over is a part of basketball. It's right. part of being the better team is like not turning the ball over. Right. The Warriors forced a lot of those turnovers. A huge number of them were live ball steals, and the Warriors are just death from above uh, off live ball steals. I mean. You know, I talked all along about condition gold, condition green. They were they almost had 16 turnovers in the first half. There's Jordan Poole with the cigar. By the way, Del Curry with the cigar. He was totally smoking it, right? In in Boston, with the with the wind winding down, that's that's like borderline blasphemy in this arena. And I loved every second of it. We also need to talk about how Clay said "Holy cannoli" in his post game press. I, I'm conference. a little bit disappointed it got this far in this podcast before we mentioned it that should be the title of the episode holy cannoli the warriors won again that is and i mean the moment that will be the defining moment of this the memory will be holy cannoli he said that there was like 10 of us gathered around a monitor watching because they wouldn't we couldn't get on the floor and we all looked at each other like can we all just verify he said holy cannoli lisa salters was like holy cannoli so when I, my go-to... Do you think he's ever said holy cannoli? For sure, that's not the first time Clay has okay. said holy cannoli. I'm like once a week Clay says holy cannoli. Because, you know, I've been known on my podcast to have old man phrases, which I have to, it's sad, but I have to own it. And you're kind of an old man too, no offense. Uh, there's no offense. Okay. I own, dude, I was in bed at 10 p.m. last okay. night. Um, holy cannoli made me go... Jeez, oh, Pete. I mean, it was a, it was a so old man, old man's to, phrase. My go-to, the one that rhymes with holy, yeah, I go holy guacamole. And so holy cannoli, I just hadn't even considered. 
And there's great cannolis all over the north end. Everyone's eating cannolis every day Mike's here. pastry. Do you say holy guacamole like in front of your daughter, or you say that like you're watching a game and you no, see No, that's like, a in great front pie? of my daughter to make okay. her laugh. Okay. And she thinks daddy's very silly. What if you said holy cannoli? I don't think she knows what a cannoli is. It, it, I mean, so I, 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 there's going to be memes like he should, you probably can't trademark holy cannoli. But you should try. I mean, can you imagine that the parade this week? There's gonna be there's gonna be cannoli at the parade. The Warriors parade game from day one has been strong. Remember parade number one? Draymond was let's say having a really good time. Well, then there was the one where they Bob My- Bob Myers got a little loose talking about Draymond, or I mean talking about Kevin Durant. That wasn't so good. Um, but it's gonna be. I assume it's gonna be in San Francisco now. I, I, they did announce it actually. I guess we can have parades again. We're going to do yeah. a proper parade. Um, but the thing about Clay is... I'm yes, it'll pun- be on Market Street, Market in Maine in San Francisco. I won't, I won't be there. Um, <laughs> I'm not, not going to be there. I'm not going to make it out. Um, J.R. Smith, obviously, all-time parade performer as well when the Cavs won the title. The shirtless J.R. Smith. Yeah, well, he was just shirtless for three days. Um, the thing about Clay, I wrote a piece on Clay in 2016. as like a mini profile. He's got the he's a, he's got the goofball thing, like he's on the boat. This guy's dog. He's goofy. He's an absolute stone cold killer as a basketball player. And you talk to the Warriors coaches and teammates, like who hates losing the most on this team? It's Clay. Clay still remembers things like I remember like he he would he would joke that the Cavs drafted the wrong Thompson over him because Tristan Thompson is in the same draft. He remembers all of those. Like He's right. He was going around fuming. <laughs> One year, Damian Lillard, I think, made second team All-NBA over him, and he was going around fuming well, in the I locker was, room. Being like, I just locked up Damian Lillard in the playoffs. I, mean, I, was, I was there the day he didn't make All-NBA when his contract was on the line, and he was really upset, and it, was, it wasn't about the money, and I believe him. And one of my favorite Clay stories is the Spurs brought him in for a second secret workout before the draft. They had the they had that was the Kawhi draft. So they had like the fifteenth or whatever that ended up. No, they tra- I don't know whatever. They I, traded George. The tra- it doesn't matter. They, they must have known they could have gotten the fifteenth pick already. And and Clay comes in doing the shooting stuff, doing the workout, just killing it, and just serious and like pissed off when he misses. And Chip England, who's the Spurs assistant coach, they call him the shooting coach. He's much more than that. Went to the brass and said, "Guys, something about the way this guy competes and the fire he has reminds me of Manu Ginobili." And Chip told me, like, the hair on my arms, I think it was his arms or somebody else's arms, like, someone's hair on someone's arms stood <laughs> up at the mention of Manu Ginobili and the comparison well, to What Manu. do they think about Kawhi, then? Well, that- Ka- Kawhi turned out all right. But I'm just saying, Clay underneath all that is, I mean, we, you saw it in Oklahoma City in 2016. The guy's an absolute killer. He didn't play awesome in this series, but he's really good. It's great to have him back. And obviously the story is just... Well, when you watch them defend, because at a certain point tonight I stopped watching the Celtics with the ball because it was um, it was moot. I just started watching the way the Warriors were defending. When you watch the way Clay was moving, when you watch the way Wiggins was moving, when you watch the way Draymond was moving, I mean, it was a symphony. And, I mean, I, 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 I was so impressed with the way the Celtics handled their business on that end of the floor, and they rose even higher. Um, the Warriors had one play. In my notes, I just, I just call this play that three. That's all it could, in my brain knows what that three means. It's when they, they post somebody, 
and then they have a, a second player screen for Steph, right? As as the guy helping the, uh, on the screener is helping on the post up. The post up is just a fake; it's a decoy. So that three. So they had a play. I think it was in the third quarter. They posted Wiggins, and um, GP two did the screen for Steph, and whoever was guarding GP two. Uh, was helping down on the Wiggins post-up. Steph didn't get open. They chased him over, and the Warriors just pivoted right into a kick to GP2, handoff for Clay. basically the same kind of three, and it worked because Steph had cut down the lane and taken that, those defenders with him, and it was just like, this is such classic Warriors. They just get this stuff. They get those threes. Yeah. like they, they, they just got really comfortable. You could just see them. Come. But and like, like, and like every defense knows this is happening, and they can't do anything about it. It's just, the relocation threes are the same thing. It's just like Steph will get those until he's 50 years old if he wants to. He's still walking around with the MVP trophy, and I don't blame he him. He should come. He, 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 he should come on the, the podcast right now. Where is he going? I think he's going, he to, he's going to drink. Um, yeah, well, that's not, a, that's not a bad plan. <laughs> Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seat Rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code HOOP. That's code HOOP, H-O-O-P. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hitch, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So who's ever up there, whether it's the roofers, Santa, birds, old-timey chimney sweeps, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish. But you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit DirecTV.com. Sign up today. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. When you look at the Warriors, Steph was great from the start, but Draymond got better as the series went on. Clay got better as the series went on. Looney was a key. Looney, how many Looney just he'll sh- he shoves people in the back and gets offensive rebounds, and no one sees the shove. It's uncanny. And credit to him. I'm not saying he's a dirty player, bad play. That's how people get rebounds. He's a great rebounder. Steve Kerr got better from the start of the series to the end. The lineups he played at the front where he's using Iguodala and they were losing Al Horford back in game one. Midway through the series, he changes his starting lineup. I don't know how much of a difference the starting lineup change made, but after they did it, they won every game. So it must have meant something. I don't know if it was like the David Lee move that back in 2015, but, you know, he changed the starting lineup. It worked. Like pretty much everybody with the Warriors got better as it went on. And the only Celtic, in my opinion, that got better. You can say Jalen Brown. I think he was okay. The only Celtic. I wish people to... could see the hand gestures flying out, flying from you right now. Really good, windy hand gestures. Oh, sorry. No, I like him. The only guy I think got better was Robert Williams, and and that that was just that was devastating. And I'm glad you mentioned Kerr. Um, so many years, so much like they need to run more Steph pick and roll. The system doesn't work anymore. It's, it's out of date. They don't have the personnel to do it. All this beautiful game stuff doesn't work. 
why don't they run more pick and roll? And at times, they should have run more Steph pick and roll. In fact, I remember when they Mike They ran Brown, a lot of it in this series. They ran a ton of it in this series because they had to. And Steve's always been smart about adjusting that way when they need to. But I remember when Mike Brown was coaching when Steve was out with the neck and back stuff in the playoffs. There was, like, one series where Mike Brown was like, we're just going to run Steph KD pick and roll, like, 100 times in a row because no one can stop it. Like, Steve Kerr wouldn't have done that. And I thought there were times when that was called for. But all along, he was like, when we get the players, when we have our guys, our system is a pain in the ass to deal with because nobody plays like we do. And he was completely redeemed by the end of last season and by this season. And it goes without saying, but should be said anyway, that the entire reason that system exists and the entire reason they play the way they do and the entire reason Steve Kerr and Bruce Frazier all those years ago in the Baxter Home stories put the salt and pepper shakers on the charcuterie board around and out and outline the offense, all of that, everything is Steph Curry. The yeah. entire thing and st- starts and ends with and Steph Steve- Curry. Draymond Green... He's a great player. He's not the same guy without Steph Curry. The entire universe of what they have built, the Chase Center is Steph Curry. It's all Steph Curry. Which is what Steve said after the game. Did he really? Yeah, he did. He said that, you know, that everybody is great, but Steph is on another level. And I and all the calls for them to trade the young guys for a veteran, which, by the way, many of those trades would have had Wiggins going out the deal for salary filler. Yeah. They said, no, we're not doing that. We, well, don't, I mean, we don't like any of the guys enough to do it, and we think we can win anyway. Well, and who, now we're sitting here. Who was realistic? Beal was realistic, right? That, I mean, and that, Wiggins is going out in that trade. I agree. Well, now, look, you know how I feel. Once you win a championship, it means never having to say you're sorry. So anything that was done, anything that was said, it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. You know, Any criticism that you have of them or any second-guessing, gone. Thin. Now, now, on the other hand, I, I, it could be argued that this was a down year for the Western Conference. And I think the Warriors were smart to yeah. seize upon it, to, to not make those kind of urgent win-now trades. I, I they think thought- it was a down year for the—there was parity— Right, there, and, there was not. These teams are not all time. And great I teams. think that's part of that was part of their. I don't think we have to do anything drastic to upend our future because Denver's gone, Clippers gone, Lakers a mess. We're not scared of Phoenix. Well, if they if, if they could have gotten Bradley Beal, I think they would have taken Bradley Beal. I don't. I never got the sense that those talks went anywhere. I don't. I well, think it, does, I it think, doesn't matter. I think. I think there's. I mean, Marcus Thompson came on a podcast and said there were times when the veterans wanted them to do something. But I, I think there was hesitancy that can we defend well enough with Steph, Clay, Beal in our starting five versus Wiggins. We feel like we have something here. Um, but I don't think – I mean, Washington wasn't, Washington wasn't doing anything. Washington is never doing anything uh, ever uh, on that front, it seems. But I, I just – it's a – I this agree. is my first finals since since in person since the Raptors Warriors finals. Me too. I, and it's just a weird thing to have. We we did the bubble finals remotely. I didn't go to the finals last year because we were in the middle of a pandemic, which is still going on. But that's neither here nor there. It just feels so By the weird. Way, it there feel, was COVID everywhere. Everyone has it all over the place. Uh, uh, so um, many people around. Fortunately, I didn't get it, but 
so many people around this I had series. it two and a half months ago, so hopefully I'm still yeah, your reaching the end strong. of my bulletproof zone. But many people at ESPN left and came back. Many people with the NBA, people on the teams. It's just my, I, I don't know what happened. You know, they weren't testing most of the players. My point so is, know, it, it feels like it feels so weird to be at the finals again, have the Warriors win again, and the last time I was here, the Warriors were like decimated by injuries, and it was never going to be the same. And it felt like, oh my God, they've undergone this organizational trauma. How are they going to recover from it? Then these other two finals happened that I weren't wasn't at, well, and they feel less real because I wasn't at them, but they were real. And now, but the Warriors are back. It's just a very yeah, strange but, sensation. But you already, you already, you already know why. You already have your answers as to why. Howard Beck walking by, taunting us. What, Howard, do you know what? I don't speak to him. I'm just kidding. He owes me something, and he hasn't given it to me for months. That's all I'm going to say. Maybe he'll hear this and he'll know what it is. It's not money, but it's worth more you than You were money. about to say something profound, though. Anyway, you had already des- you're trying to describe the, the gap. The gap was you already, you already identified it. It was Curry. Curry is back with his guys. That's what happened. If it had been three years instead of two, I think he'd been back with his guys. But you're right. If, if you know, you you assume that the Clippers are gonna come back. I don't know if they're gonna be a championship team, but the Clippers are gonna come back. You assume that the that the um, Nuggets are gonna be better. I, I don't know if they're a championship team, but they're gonna be better. You assume that Luca will improve. I like the yeah. Christian Wood trade. Glad we're talking about Christian Wood here at the end of the finals podcast. <laughs> like the Christian Wood trade, just as a yeah, side, an aside. That'll be for uh, 10 things next week. Um, no, 10 things is scrapped till the next season. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, any parting thoughts here from the TD Garden as it, as it empties out? Um, I really enjoyed this playoffs, even though we didn't have a lot of close games. Um, I enjoyed I – enjoyed, I, I, I had a lot of fun covering Ime Udoka. I think he, uh, he really tells it like it is, and I appreciate it. Um, the right team, in the end, the right team won. Um, the best team that was left won. I felt good about that. Um, I, it was incredible to watch Boston and Milwaukee slug it out in that series. It's one of the most memorable series I've covered. Um, it was, you know, I got to see Tatum go on the road and score 46 in a closeout game. I got to see Jimmy Butler come in here and score 47 in a road game. Uh, I got to see Steph score 43 in you know one of the great games of his career. It's not going to be the best postseason we've ever had, but it was very enjoyable. I enjoyed it, and um, you, I, our friend Bill Simmons. I hate when he talks about asterisks. I reject them. I get I get bothered. This is a nice, clean title it's, it's a, it, and it, it and feels it feels like its own thing actually I was gonna say it feels like when Dirk finally won but this is the fourth one so it doesn't actually feel like that but there is a certain like the weight of this one and what it normally I don't love the what it means what's the legacy this is a what it means title this is a big big deal for the Warriors it's a big deal for Steph to get another one without Durant against a team that was coming full board. It's really, a big deal. I really do not want to hear any put down of the Durant titles. No. I mean, titles are titles. You're not. You're saying no. I'm saying no. It doesn't mean that's what's going to I'm afraid we're going to hear that in the next few days. Put down in what sense? 
well, they'll say that this title has more meaning because the other, the ones with Durant were. Well, why is it not okay to say that a certain, the Warriors themselves are saying that this one means more. That's fine, but you can say that without putting down. Well, I think, I think that's totally fine. I think the 2017 team, I mean, that might be the best team ever in basketball. Like that's your flag for that one. 2018, they had to battle a little bit through the Rockets and they came out and won. Yeah, like titles are titles. They're hard. They had a seven-game series against the Rockets, and then the other team is like the first team immediately lived up to the hype. It's like, oh, this might be the greatest team yeah. in the history of this sport. Yeah, yeah. So I just, you know, I I don't want it to be like, oh, there were the two non-Durant titles, and then there was the two Durant titles. I, I I'm not. I don't want to, you know, and especially since Kevin has not had success with with Brooklyn. I mean, that, I I find that I still find that decision to go to Brooklyn it, uh, bizarre, it, it, it. but it has nothing to do with with it. I don't want it to, I don't want it to to have anything to do with this title. It so. almost does just by by I don't know what the right word is by default by happenstance by reality they're 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 I all know. connected because it's all the same. I know team. I don't want it to be, but but it is. Um, but this is a what it means title. This is a huge, huge deal for the Warriors to climb out of the abyss and get back here and win. And no one even took them to seven games. You know what was it? Five, six. Well, the Suns, how whatever for whatever reason that they didn't make it, we were robbed of a potentially great Western Finals. It happens. Holy cannoli! <laughs> All right, thank you, Zach. Windy, these are always fun to thanks, do right th- after the games. Yeah, and thanks. For everyone who listened to the Hoop Collective before and after every um, finals game, we tried to do it our best. Is this this was a was a lot of travel for those of us who were covering the Celtics? So we we did our best to keep our energy up. Thanks to everyone. The season is over. The draft is like basically tomorrow. Courtney tonight and Jackson and all the producers who helped. Uh, Free agency starts soon. The silly season is upon us. But the Golden State Warriors are back at the top of the mountain. Incredible story. Brian Windhorst, thank you for all your time. We went long, but whatever. The season's over. Yeah. Uh, Don't call me this weekend. Real quick, what's the easiest choice you can make? Window seat over middle? Taco Tuesday over salad? What about selling with Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/slash hoop. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/slash hoop now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/slash hoop.